There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like I did. Please, 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 be straight with me. My Talk 1071 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. <laughs> All right, my talkers, let's take a look at your my talk traffic right now. 35W southbound, we've got a stalled vehicle in Minneapolis between Stinson Boulevard and East Hennepin Avenue. And then if we head over to Richfield, 62 eastbound, there's a crash right now. It's uh, between Penn Avenue and uh, 121 on 62 eastbound. That is really it for traffic right now out on your my talk streets. Let's go to the weather forecast from meteorologist Red and Claire and 5 Eyewitness News. Gorgeous outside, 59 and sunny. We could see some clouds later on this evening, but that's not going to be till around sunset. 35 for your low tonight, and then tomorrow, 67 for Wednesday for a high with the low of 46 and sunny skies. Currently, it's 59 and sunny right now at my top, 1071. All right, let's stay alert, people. News time, entertainment news. Brought to you at the top of every hour. Damn something good. Where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. What do you want to tell us? Just tell us. Tell us. Well, we have the final act booked at the grandstand for the Minnesota State Fair, and it's the one and only Jonas Brothers. They're, oh. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers will be playing on Friday, September 1st at the grandstand, and tickets will go on sale at 10 a.m. Friday, May 12th. Tickets will be ranging from the cost of $77 to $207 for these ones, plus fees. Well, that's the what they call the... First ten rows. Oh, like that's that the VIP some thing. Of, some of some the of bands, bands do have it. D- done that, and yeah. some haven't. But okay. is that the last, the that's, second Friday of yes, the fair? That is the second Friday of the fair, and that is the final act. So now they are all, all fully booked. Up. We are all booked up for our grandstand extravaganza. I'm holding at five concerts. I'm holding at five. I'm holding at five. Sorry, I'm holding at. I think I only have. Two. I'm, at, I'm at one right now. Maybe okay. Young Gravy. That's that, that might be my one uh, opportunity. But I'll be down there every day having fun for there sure. There you go. Uh, ben Affleck and his movie Air is set to begin streaming on Amazon Prime here starting May 12th. So just about 10 more days. If you haven't had a chance to see it in the theater, you can check it out on Amazon Prime. It's one of the, it was a great movie. We all enjoyed it. So Excellent. I fully recommend you stream that when you get the chance. And we're adding now another big name to the Gladiator sequel. This is just, uh, this is outstanding to me. We heard last week that Glenn Powell will be joining. We've got Paul Mescal, Denzel Washington, and now the one and only Pedro Pascual is set to. The Internet Zaddy. The Internet Zaddy is looking to join the sequel for Ridley Scott's Gladiator. I love this. I cannot wait. I hope this works out. They are in negotiations as we speak. So that's your My Talk Dirt Alert for this hour. For more entertainment news, download the My Talk app or go to MyTalk1071.com.
Solid info. My Talk Dirt Alerts. We do them all day, every weekday at the top of the hour with deeper dives at 820, 1220, and 520, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. All right, my talkers, happy Tuesday. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia post Met Gala. And boy, it's a fun filled show with all the fashion we saw last night, right, guys? Oh, my God. Grant, can you even believe you're saying those words out loud? I, you know, three years ago, I never <laughs> thought I would. But hey, I am all in now, guys. Yes, it was a beautiful night to be watching that Vogue stream, at least. That's for sure. funny. Yeah. Oh, well, first, we have to talk about, and you sent us the note last night. Um, we've lost another legend, yes. uh, singer. Songwriter, legend, Ed, uh, Gordon Lightfoot uh, passed away um, at a Toronto hospital. His publicist let us know he died yesterday. He was 84 years old, considered one of the most renowned voices to emerge from Toronto's Yorkville uh, folk club scene in the 60s. He recorded 20 studio albums, penned hundreds of songs, including Carefree Highway, of course, Sundown. The Wreck of the Edmonds Fitzgerald for Loving Me, which Bob Dylan said he wished he'd recorded. Peter, Paul, and Mary recorded mm. it. And he began singing in church and dreamed of becoming a jazz musician. When he was 13, he won a, a, a talent show. Oh. Is that what happened to yeah, him? Yeah, the okay. Kiwanis Music Festival held at Toronto's Massey Hall when he was 13 years old. And he was a soprano. And he said... I remember the thrill of being in front of the crowd. And then in high school, his barbershop quartet won a CBC talent competition. And he made his radio debut with the single Remember Me, I'm the One, which led to a number of hit songs. And when he started playing the Mariposa Folk Festival in his hometown in Ontario, he um, became the festival's most loyal returning performer for years. And... Um, anyway, his, his, uh, single and album sundown, it was his first and only top 10, you know, number one on the billboard chart, but he, um, a lot of his songs, you know, if you could read my mind has been recorded by everybody. And he apparently wrote the Edmund Fitzgerald, the wreck of that story. He read a Newsweek article two weeks after the ship sank. Oh, really? And just got pen. To paper because he was so struck at the fact that this, you know, 26,000 tons of iron ore, this unseasonably early storm on Lake Superior, Gumi, you know, mm-hmm. um, and all 29 men on board. And so he just wrote it. So yeah. we'll hear a little of it. This national treasure, I remember my Uncle Craig, his band opened for Gordon Lightfoot in 1975 oh. at the Duluth entertainment can you know the deck yeah whatever it, it was called back then what was your uncle's band i can't remember that the name of his band you but need they to get that from your dad that would be cool. my dad will not remember it my dad was in thailand that year oh. so um what what instrument did your uncle play lead guitar oh, okay cool. did he sing oh yeah i mean i used to spy on him because my uncle is 10 years older and the year we lived with my grandma fudge when my dad was stationed in the philippines for a year I was like in kindergarten and my sister and I 
loved spying on Uncle Craig. He lived in the basement, and he'd have girls come over, and he'd ah. play his guitar, and he had long hair and no shirt, and we'd spy on him from the window well. <laughs> we just thought he was so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and and he famously was in the right place at the right time when he had his massive heart attack. At the Club Saratoga. At the Club Saratoga. Oh. He's got a plaque at that spot. He was such a good, loyal customer. But anyway, we've lost a lot of legends yeah. in the last week. Yes, we have. Small connection to town here. From I was actually last night when I texted you guys hanging out with a producer over at Score North, and his mom's cousin was married to Gordon Lightfoot. Stop. Locally here. That's how he got a text message from his family. That's when I texted you guys because he was like, hey, Gordon Lightfoot just died. I'm like, well, that's, did you get a text? He's like, yeah, my mom just texted me. So we had a small connection here in the in the, the, the family of stations. To yeah. Gordon. And Lori, who is it that was on our show that was his manager forever? Come um, on. Um, on our show, local person. He had the pers- book. He, oh, it was the book about the theater, mm-hmm. the theaters. Um, Bill... Can't think of his Bill, name. something he he was the one. Who, Albert Grossman. No, he no. was in charge of bringing back all the Hennepin Theater Trust and all saving he all of our theaters. He saved the Orpheum. He saved the Orpheum, we'll to, but he was. I, I'm very much mad at myself that I did not see Gordon Lightfoot. He performed but, um, at the State Theater last June. And I think before that, he was at Treasure Island because mm-hmm. we had the guy. It was Bill something. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. And anyway, yeah, nine, yeah. He's he was eighty four years old. I don't know what he passed away from, but he did. Um, he he was once called a rare talent by Bob Dylan, and so many. I mean, Elvis Presley covered his songs. Barbara Streisand, Harry Belafonte. Johnny Cash, Anne Marie, Jane's Addiction, Sarah McLaughlin, just a real. Why storytelling storytelling stories mm-hmm. grant you raised your hand for bill the class. Al- is it bill allman he's a reco- it says bill allman a recovering lawyer and instructor in entertainment law no. this guy no? no no i'll figure it out he yeah. he had a big in- he worked with the orpheum on a lot of things so that's that's as far as i could get bill campbell no not him no, i'll figure no. it out yeah sorry he, I thought he I came on for a book yeah he's really a great guy but i can't think of his name uh the the um the winds, the windmills of our mind aren't cooperating right now. No, but now. we're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find it. We'll but figure it out. He, he really, uh, he really was, um, he just said about his songwriting, I simply write the songs where I am and where I'm from. I take situations and write poems about them. And he was often described as a poetic storyteller. And if you listen, like the song, if you could find, if you could read my mind, that song is. I love that. That song. reached number five and scored lots and lots of covered. This might be one of his more um, covered songs. If you could read my mind, um, give me two seconds. Okay, it's getting I'll to an advertisement right here, and we are ready to go. Pretty pretty song. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Anyway, rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot, and thanks for all the great music. When we come back. I bet you can't guess what our story is. About today. The I wonder, can't get enough and of. I'm going to have the name of that author. <laughs> okay, you do it. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for MSP Airport. And yesterday I told you about how, like, Casey pre-booked the parking at the yes. quick ride ramp. Yes. Just because uh, he didn't want to have your mom to have to walk any kind of a long distance. And he wanted to save. He said, I want the least, I want the cheapest parking. And that is quick ride ramp. And, I mean, he was able to figure it out. Let me tell you, if he can figure out how to pre-book something, anyone can. And so you go to MSP Airport, 
Ramp.com to pre-book your parking in the uh, regular ramps, the quick ride ramp, and then the silver ramp is where the electric charging stations are. And you can charge your vehicle while you're away, no charge. They serve 50, there's 50 stations. Which is great, which is great to be gone out of town and get it it charged there. Mm -hmm. But also inside, once you start your... Your journey before you leave. That's so right. many great restaurants, so many wonderful places to shop, and so much wonderful art on the walls. MSPRPort.com. Okay, I found what I was talking about. We were just talking about Gordon Lightfoot passing away last night, and we were trying to remember what the name of the gentleman was on. It was um, last year in 2022, last winter, um, a Fred Crone. Yes, and Fred. Fred. And so the beginning of Fred's book, which is standing in the wings, talking about all the different how the theaters have changed in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Mm-hmm. But he was a promoter and the forward in his book that was came out from by Gordon. Yes, Gordon Lightfoot. And it said in January 1972, just as my musical and recording career was breaking in the United States, I performed at O'Shaughnessy Auditorium, this is Gordon Lightfoot in St. Paul for a new and unproven promoter. His name was Fred Crone. Little did I know that Fred and I would be working together for the next 50 years. Wow. I could tell from the first show that Fred sincerely admired and respected the artists he represented. The gigs were successful. He had a law degree but loved live music. Over the years since our first meeting, I have come to know um, I have come to know Fred both as a show producer and a friend, and I have followed his quest to save, acquire, and restore the state and Orpheum Theaters in his efforts to operate the Orpheum with my friend Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and his brother David Zimmerman. I've seen his reputation growing as he has brought hundreds of show to people in the Minneapolis and the world premiere of Disney and the Lion King. That's right. Fred is one of the most loyal and supportive person. I don't recall a date when Fred was not there in person when I performed in the United States. I salute Fred's amazing career and this book, Standing in the Wings. But remember, remember that? How sweet. Yeah. He, that's a really good book, people, too, mm-hmm. if you want to know about, you know, the history of entertainment and performances yes. in the Twin Cities. So, tribute to good, Fred, good thinking about you today. Julia. Yeah, good I knew it. In. I knew yeah, we had someone on, and I'm like, where we, is the connection? The Gordon, yeah, the Gordon Lightfoot connection. Well, uh, last night was the Met Gala. It started while we were on the air. We were highly distracted, having a hard time covering that oh, last hour. Who are you talking about? <laughs> we're side-eyeing. Uh, Where's the cat? Where is she packed? Right. And uh, here's just a little one-minute recap from Good Morning America. Dubbed the Super Bowl of Fashion, overnight the biggest celebrities paying homage to the legendary Karl Lagerfeld at this year's Met Gala. How did you decide this was the year to honor Karl? Well, obviously, we started to think about it after we lost him, and because the amount of work is so monumental, we worked in fashion for 65 years. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tributes to the German designer and creative architect for juggernaut fashion houses like Fendi and Chanel, who passed away in 2019, were on full display. Nods to his signature black and white designs ruling the night 
Almost everyone in attendance, Janelle Monet, Florence Pugh, Lizzo, Stephanie Hsu, among the dozens sporting those classic hues and favorite pearls. Some even wearing his face, name, or initials on their designs. Celebs turned fashion fans excited for a night out. Who are you most excited to see? I was most excited to see oh, him. We're good, yeah, because then it's too hard to know who's talking. Yes, yeah. Yep. But um, my absolute number one best dress was Anne Hathaway. She was uh, Donatella Versace. That's who she walked the carpet with because mm-hmm. some people do walk with their designers. She customized the look for Anne, and it's a variation of the infamous oh, Versace wow. safety pin dress from the 90s, but she redid it with a Karl Lagerfeld theme in a pale tweed, which yes, she loved. with Chanel. And in addition to the safety pins, the dress was held together with pearl claps, class. I just yes. thought it was amazing interpretation yep. of the Lagerfeld whole, you know, his whole uh, aesthetic. I also thought Michaela Cole, mm-hmm. who was one of the chairs, she was wore an incredible Schiaparelli gown that was... Um, uh, it was custom Schiaparelli. Kim Kardashian also wore custom Schiaparelli, but mm-hmm. I can't call a corset with a bunch of pearls laced around it a dress. I thought she looked pretty. But Michaela's dress was made with 130,000 crystals and 26,000 mixed stones. It's just a work of art. I, I thought that was really great. And then... you I, I mean, think of how heavy, because we, dress. Oh. we tried on Liberace's um, performance jackets uh, before heavy. the museum closed. That is so heavy to be draped in gems and jewels and yeah. stones. And then my other best dress was Jenna Ortega. I thought the Tom Brown, she really nailed that whole Met Gala theme because it was... Um, it had, it looked like a Chanel. It was so, it with the chains, the yeah. black and white, the material that it was made out of, everything, the way they sell it. I thought she really nailed it. And, um, I don't know who you're, if you had I, a top three. I, I, oh, Lori, I, I liked a lot of them. I have to, I, I it thought, was a beautiful carpet. It, it really for the was. Most part. I mean, it was. I thought so too. And when we later in the night, when Jared Leto shows up in the giant oversized <laughs> Chipek yeah, cat, we'll get to that. Died, just yeah. died. And do and um, Doja Cat, who we were talking about earlier in the day, <laughs> love that. Yeah. Um, I also thought, um, you know, I thought Cardi B looked great with the gray hair interpretation. Very pretty. And the you know the suit top and the yes. dress. I thought that was really pretty. She wore one dress. Changed into another one for the red carpet, then changed into another one for inside, then changed into another dress for the (laughs) after party. Four changes. Okay, so what I think about that is if you saw the movie Ocean's Mm 8, which is Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, and they're robbing the Met Gala, how hard it would be for security to get that many dresses in and coordinated in a night when everyone else is doing the same thing. You know what I mean? stay at that Mark Hotel across the street. Right across where Mm -hmm. we used to stay. Yeah. So I thought of the three Car Jenners that were there. I thought Kylie Jenner, she was wearing John Paul Gaultier. Um, it, it was very interesting. It was not very Lagerfeld, but I she stood out, and I thought that dress was very 
pretty. It was sort of a red and blue We just saw that ensemble. on Rachel McAdams, didn't we, at the premiere of... No. I swear that same top was no, just on... No, it was Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but it was completely... Because okay. she had a cutout on the side okay. of her body, but... It, I like to live I like the Olivia Wilde's violin well, dress. Guess I thought, what happened to Olivia with that dress? Well, but she looked really pretty, right. I thought. And she, her breasts were covered. She made a big deal about how she wore this special design based on Carl's famous violin dress for Chloe. The problem was that Margaret Zhang, I think she's a fashion person, got the exact same dress in a different color. Uh-oh. In blue. Uh-oh. And so they were trying to keep the two of them apart. And um, the other one who wore, the other people who wore vintage Chloe designed by Karl Lagerfeld was Vanessa Kirby, Maude Apatow. Apatow. And then mm-hmm. Rihanna was an hour and a half late to the red carpet, dressed like a thing of whipped cream with very wild glasses on that had the... The did eyelashes. They, did they keep it open for her? Did people wait or do they, they start waited. the event? No, they oh, waited. They waited. Oh, I mean, I don't know oh, if they started oh. inside, but the photographers, everybody, the entertainment, everybody was just waiting. And then ASAP Rocky wore cool kilt over jeans. But she she did look pretty, but she did look like a whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> She did. she did. It was a cool look. Yeah. It was a cool look. All of them are posted. Um, we, we posted a lot on Lori and Julia. We got the best dress. We got the looks you might have missed and the after party. Yes. And then we come back. We do have some hysterical audio from the red carpet, courtesy <laughs> of Doja Cat and one awkward conversation by Chloe Feynman. All right, everybody. Hammernicks is open seven days a week, offering you an upfront 12% discount on all in-stock flooring. And designers are at both locations that can sit down with you, help you figure out what you need, and work within your budget. And um, they're just so much fun to work for. We ran into someone at an event. We were at the book club movie premiere last yes. week, and someone came out to us. Oh, my gosh, I have to tell you, I worked with Hammernicks. I love, love, love them. I told them, you know, they heard it on you, and... They're extra special nice. Um, not that they wouldn't be nice anyway, but maybe right. a little extra something for yes. you, um, which was really fun to hear. And um, just how their installers show up when they're supposed to. They leave when they're supposed to. They move all your furniture. They clean up after themselves. It was seamless. It was just so nice. And a lot of places are saying, don't worry. You know, find your own installer. It'll be easy. It is not, not easy. easy. no. And mm-hmm. the installers are on staff at Hammernix. They take care of you from the beginning to the end or as much as you want them to. Hammernix Flooring Solutions. Thanks for hanging out with us. When we left yesterday, we were speculating, and rightly so, we said Doja Cat would show up as Choupette, uh, Carl Lagerfeld's cat, but we hadn't counted on um, Jared Leto showing up in a cat. I was hoping he would dress very much like Carl Lagerfeld, right down to the powdered wig, and then talk to everybody about how he's going to play Carl in a biopic. And he did come over and talk to E!, they did not have Laverne Cox working the red carpet. It's this guy who, I forget his name, but he's on What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. And the E Great red show. carpet panel was terrible. <laughs> so bad. So, so, so bad. But the Vogue live stream, I mean, it was like, I don't know. I don't know. They were having they they were having problems. But there were some funny moments. So Doja Cat, who complete with a prosthetic cat, 
I mean, she yes. looked like a cat. She looked totally like a cat. And, and it was, we heard that this was going to be happening sort of from her manager, Allison Kaplan's brother. Yes. That she's going to be doing herself. Yes. So, you know, um, anyway, so Doja had someone, first of all, she was vaping while she was waiting to talk to Vogue.com. Okay, yeah. so vaping away, and there's famously no smoking, no smoking you know, yeah. at the Met Gala. <laughs> Anna Wintour came in, you know, she always opens the red carpet, and she was with Bill Nye from... yeah. Um, you Love know, Actually. Love Actually and uh, many but, other movies. Too. Anyway, so this is Doja Cat's first ever Met Gala attendance. <laughs> so uh, she had an appearance with, um, I mean, it was like she came right from Cats the Musical. She did. Exactly. I loved it. Here's a little audio of someone trying to get her. And she wore a dress, a hooded gown by Oscar de la Renta. And it had cat ears on the hood. Silver sequins, a backless feature, and then a mermaid silhouette. 5,000 hours of work went into that dress with 350,000 silver and white bugle beads. Wow. And she wore a diamond headpiece underneath the hood and a delicate diamond arm cuff. It was very, (laughs) very glam. She had dramatic black cat eyeliner and you know they put the makeup on her to give her the feline nose but she committed to it and she was being interviewed by this influencer by the name of emma chamberlain and um here's doja talking to emma about her parents who wait so who made it wow wow okay so something a little different so what was your inspiration for tonight be honest with me and go into detail. Wow. 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 So what are you excited to see in there today? Wow. Is it your first Matt? Wow. <laughs> Hilarious. Funny. But then she ends up hosting one of the big after parties with P. Diddy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, then Jared Leto shows up and upstages her. He won up Doja Cat. He showed up uh, completely unrecognizable in this hyper-realistic mascot costume. And (laughs) I thought Anna Wintour must be, she's going to be rolling her eyes. She's not a mascot fan. And people were, the photographers were wondering, who is this nut job? Mm -hmm. And then it was Jared who should have kept Choupette's head on. He took it off and then changed into a black cape. And some other things, and carried Choupette's head around. My favorite picture of him was Lizzo hugging him and didn't know who it was, and she looked scared and was looking mm-hmm. over at a camera, and Anne Hathaway politely posing next to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> politely. Politely. Um, and he did really... confirm to E he is starring in a biopic of Carl. Yes, and I just thought it was it was hysterical, but you could imagine how hot he was. They famously were playing on E! at some point. I did. I watched it maybe 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, when Lizzo, they said something like, even people have complained about going win again this year. And the wait to get out to where all the photographers are, you wait under a, a tented area so no one can see you. It's hot. Yeah. And so people are like 10 deep. And I can't imagine how hot he was in that suit. Yeah. yeah. He looked hot. His hair looked he hot. He looked he looked like he was sweating. Sweating. Sweating just a little bit. And then the but last. That was so, it made me laugh. It did. The, I, the last cat, but 
I didn't even know it was a cat until later, was Little Nas X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Half dressed in Dior and silver makeup. Silver cat, and he yeah. was a bejeweled cat, styled by Pat McGrath. Vogue reports this look took nine hours. Oh. And that the pearls and crystals were sourced from all over the world by a team of people. His body was the main attraction, and he looks like a fitness model. He does. And... um Anyway, he, he I don't know how he got all that silver stuff off because he showed up at the after party looking all comfy and cozy. And I don't know how he sat down with, you know, encrusted he, pearls I, all over his little tiny I bottom. I don't think he did. It was a wild look. And then Chloe <laughs> Feynman from SNL <laughs> was doing interviews, I think, for Vogue. It was. At the top of the stairs. Okay. It was, yes. And um, <laughs> she had, and and of course, Twitter was, thank goodness, Twitter was on fire last night and it didn't go down or anything. But she had this exchange with Stella McCartney, who, the you know, she's a designer. She had a tuxedo dress on that there was zero effort made. Right. Okay, it was like yep. just so blah. And then Aubrey Plaza was with her and then Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. They okay. were standing with her. So she was hosting the Vogue live stream. So let's let's just play the little bit we have. Wow, look at these three lovely ladies. We have Stella McCartney, Madeline Klein, and Audrey's Slutburn. Slutburn. Slutburn to you. Um, Well, I'll take it. (laughs) And uh, now tell us about this look. It's a look. It's a look. That's about it. Audrey Slepburn to you. She called Aubrey Plaza, and Aubrey Plaza was just on SNL, not like this winter. So it was awkward. And then Stella I can Mc- understand this moment yeah, though yeah. so much. Yeah, this yeah. happened to me. Uh, and Aubrey yeah, seemed uncomfortable. She had a weird dress on that it seemed like she was trying to keep her boob in. Yeah, she kept covering and like holding her right. And she's wearing Stella McCartney, and so is Madeline Klein. She turned and flipped off the photographers. So I, I don't know what was going on oh, with wow. her. She was thinking she was having fun. But Stella McCartney then lectured Chloe Feynman for it to be more serious or something. It was just oh. like, it was it was really, it was Can, really something. I can see us getting in that moment and then just sitting there like, oh, we are being B-slapped back to tomorrow. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, I know it. Oh, you know I'd mentioned the wrong name. Oh, yeah. But Audrey <laughs> just coming slap It yeah. was like, Ugh. and the guy mm-hmm. next to Aubrey, or was, to Chloe, was just kind of nervously laughing. Yeah, he goes, oh, he knew, he knew right away. You yeah. could see it in his face when she wasn't getting the name right, he kind of was like, uh-oh. Yeah. And then her response, he just goes, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then people went wild, Twitter went wild, when, um, you know, the internet zaddy Pedro Pascal showed up in his long red jacket, and then on the carpet he struck a pose, and we got to see his knee because yeah, he had we shorts on. Oh. Yes, he did. People yeah. were losing their minds. I lost my mind when I saw Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnahan, and Alexandria Daddario, I thought their stylists oh. hate them. Yes, they do. Alexandria Daddario wearing a dress the color of her skin that See just too. showed the nape, the, her breasts. It just was so, she's such a gorgeous woman. And then Mrs. Maisel, Rachel wore a dress that just had appliques over her or nipples and areola yeah and then it was just this sheer and it cut her off at the widest part on her hip she looked terrible terrible one of the worst dress for sure that was the after look dress she was dressed for the after look for the party because afterwards everyone just showed up in their underwear yeah she 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 was she was just a little early. early 
She was early. What did you think of Kendall Jenner's um, no pants leotard with the long sleeves and the tie and oh. the shoes that were seventeen feet high? They, they, there was a picture of Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, and Chloe Jenner, Kylie, Kylie Jenner, and and it's Ken- like an optical illusion because Kendall is fourteen feet taller than the other two, mm-hmm. and then she's wearing heels that are probably seven inches high. She's know. like six five, six six. Yeah, I, I the shoe kind of bugged me. Same. If it, if it wouldn't have had the shoe, I would have been okay with it. And like Nicole Kidman's shoes bugged me with what she wore. Black. Black. Did it bug you? It stood out to her, me. I'm like her hair bugged me. Okay, I'm her, like, what is with her the shoe? unwashed hair with the bow limping in the back? But people were complimenting the limpy bow. I know, it. but it was Chloe Kendall's shoes were was that just the platform, the big yeah, black platform, and it just made her look ridiculous next to her sister. I did like, like the sleeves though. The, the I like the sleeves. Cool. I thought the yeah. whole look was cool, but except you're right, those for the shoes. Shoes when she's they walking look up the cool stairs. with boots, yeah. Yeah. thigh-high boots or something. Yeah. And then Carrie Washington was oh, kind of looked like a business mermaid because it. it was a bandeau and the ba- mermaid skirt and black crop. lace black lace yeah. i loved it she looked amazing she did um kendall was wearing mark jacobs the fashion people at go fug fug yes. said this was try hard and tacky okay vanessa friedman at the new york times said she could not consider what kim wore a dress she said a corset and strings of Threads of Pearl is not a dress. I cannot. Consider. Took him a long time to ensemble it. I thought she looked pretty. Yeah. Oh, well, she's gorgeous. Um, Margot Robbie in a 1993 Chanel gown that was a copy of a dress that Cindy Crawford wore um, was just tragic. You didn't like it, but other people did. Yeah. No one really liked it. It made a lot of best dress. <laughs> when you have no plastic one liked it, it shower, made a lot of best dress. Plastic shower curtain with gold. I'm, Uncle Carl gasped from heaven when he saw that. <laughs> L. Fanning was in Vivian Westwood wearing a flower crown, which was a nod to Carl Lagerfeld because he selected a flower crown for her for one of their photo shoots. And um, Janelle Monet went from overdressed to practically naked uh she wore a big black and white thing and coat and then um it became a hoop skirt and then it became underwear and old window screens yeah it was weird it was very strange very very i liked her shoes yeah the shoes shoes were kind of cool i thought michelle yo in black and white that was a very dramatic big sleeve she posed with pete davidson Felt a little bad. Robert Pattinson had two X's there. Yeah. Kristen Stewart, Stewart and FK Twigs. And, oh, was FK Twigs there? And he's with Suki Waterhouse Yes. Now. And I think Brad um, Bradley Cooper was there. Yes. And he's Suki Waterhouse's is ba- the mother of his child. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, Arena Shake is who oh, he has a baby right. with. And she had on just a... Arena Shake... I, the only supermodel that looked fantastic was Naomi Campbell. I loved that was gorgeous. Yeah, she looked stunning. That satin pink and that whatever Crusted, it was, whatever. Oh my god, I, she looked amazing. Amazing, but Kate Moss and Arena Shake—they did not look good. No, they didn't. All right, we got to take a quick All break. Right. Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. 
the topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money. If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Trussler Family Law. Find them online at trusslerlaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. We're switching gears for the Run for the Roses, and we're talking with Nancy Turner, who is the director of This Old Horse, which, Nancy, this is a funny story, because Grant was looking up This Old Horse, and he came over to me, and he says, Julia, did you write this down wrong? What did you think it was, Grant? This Old House. He said, isn't it supposed to say This Old House? And I'm like, no, no. It's This Old Horse. Uh, Hi, Nancy. Hi, how are you? So good, so good. So I know what this old horse is, but can you tell everybody about it and then about the fun run that you're having this weekend? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, this old horse started in 2012, and we are, it's our 11th year now. I can't believe it. And we're an equine welfare organization, and uh, we have helped about 700 horses in the in the years since we've been involved and we do rescue work, we do retirement and rehabilitation. So. so a lot of these places will have horses for therapy and everything. And then where do they go when they're no longer a working horse? They go to this old horse. And um, yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you. I've listened after, after all these years and you have, <laughs> you have such a fun event. Um, the run for the roses I've been to several times with my mom and it's just such a great event this Saturday. Can you tell people about it? You're home in time for the Kentucky Derby people. That's right. <laughs> That's right. For sure. Or you can go out to Canterbury to Derby days for, to watch it on at the track. Oh, fun. Um, which we're going to be out there too. We're, we're leaving from our run and going out to Derby days with some of our race horses to be ambassadors out at their event too. Oh, but cool. our event starts at uh, 10 a.m. and it's a fun run. We call it a, a 5K fun run and family day. And this is our, we're just back live after three years of being virtual. And so we're very excited to gather again. And we found out the first year we went virtual is that we had more people sign up to be virtual runners than actual runners. <laughs> I would do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, we figure that more people will pay not to run right. than will pay to run. Mm-hmm. So, um, so either way, it, you get a shirt. But, but you know what? <laughs> but it we is... also have Go an ahead. open house, a vendor market, uh, tons of fun things to do there also. And, and this is at the Wishbone Ranch in Hastings, Minnesota, right? That's right. It's on Highway 52 and 190th. And, and you guys, I've been several times, and it's so fun and it's just such a fun community, and everybody who works at this old horse, for the most part, except for the administration staff, they're volunteers out there. 
and um, including the administrative. Staff. Oh, Dancy! I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, you're all yeah. you're all volunteers, and then all the fun vendors that you have there, and the families, yeah, and, and watching everybody with the horses. It's just such a fun morning and a fun event and a great fundraiser. Yeah, and the fun part for us is the horses are the beneficiaries of it, and it's right at the barn. So you can just see, here are the actual horses that are benefiting from this. And the other thing, our run goes out and back on a gravel road, and it has uh, hills uphill both ways. So um, yeah, <laughs> you can't be, it's, so most people walk. I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just walk it. It really is fun. And then in the barn, you also have vendors and silent auction items up. I've got a I'm lot looking, of cute things. I'm looking at the online auction yeah. right now. You've got some good things on there. Yeah, you know, we have, we are, we also have the event Horse Crazy Market and our, our Horse Crazy Market vendors, which is a holiday market in December, they come to our open house and some of our vendors, a cross section of them come and support this event too. And it's really nice stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of nice And Lori, things. is it thisoldhorse.org? Um, or Nancy? Yes, that's our website. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this, then it's just a QR thing, and then it takes you right to the website and all the different, um, like a cottage at, is it Clada Horse Farm? Yes. Uh, Copper yeah. Mountain, Colorado Mountain Stay. That's like a very good value. There's not a lot of people that have bid on it. Yeah, you've got some good stuff on here. <laughs> yeah, there's some good bargains. Yes. I, I love that. And how have you been, Nancy? Wonderful. Good. That's great, actually. My, my mom says yeah, hi. Yeah, how about you? I'm good. Mom says hi. We are not going to be able to make it this weekend. Mom is headed out at a trip, and, and I'm not available. So we just I just want people to know, if you have family and kids and love horses, this is such a fun event, and you guys make it so much fun. And if, you know, you also had, we got some other things off your website because you have way more additions and um, locations than you used to have, but if people... Oh. Yeah. want to volunteer mm-hmm. or if people mm-hmm. have a horse that they think needs to be adopted, you, you help people out with those things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. And we have, we have a lot of horses available for adoption too. So we are of the adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Adopt, don't shop in Hastings, Minnesota, just down 52, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's only like, it's very close to very. like Woodbury. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. So what else should people know about this? Well, uh, all of the proceeds of it go right into the horse's mouth. You know, when they say eat like a horse, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they're not kidding. And um, that there, there's no real administrative cost to it. It's just a, it's a pure straight up fundraiser for the horses. And, um, yeah, we have a band there too. Wilkerson James is going to be there, and I think uh, I, I think there's something for everyone. If you like to run, come and run. If you don't like to run, come and shop. And if you just want to come and pet horses, come and pet horses. We think that there's no reason that everyone in the world shouldn't be at our event on Saturday. I would agree with you. It is it as a person who's been. It is so much fun, and yeah, you it's guys very welcoming. Yeah, you know just. It's a blast. Easy parking, easy everything. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have good weather this weekend. It's supposed to be. Yes. We'll keep our fingers crossed. We're having it anyway. Yeah, right. (laughs) I I know you are. We have to go forward no matter what this dumb weather's doing. (laughs) That's right. If If it's raining, wear a raincoat because we're there. We're having it. It's on. (laughs) You're having it. I love it. And like Lori said, there's great stuff online at This Old Horse 
um, dot org if you want to be part of the silent auction, if you want to run it virtually and donate money because mm-hmm. it is one hundred percent funded by donations. Mm-hmm. And it's run just fast. Right. Help horse help horses though. If you are yeah. a runner. Lori, mm-hmm. Lori, I'm not. Lori's never run in her life. No, I have run, and Twice. I'm a and terrible she was runner. With me, I'm so a she's... terrible runner. I would pay money to sit on the couch and run. But the T-shirt alone—we have a—we have a tradition for that. That's right. <laughs> and the T-shirt alone that says "This old horse," it's so clever, and your logo's clever. I mean, it really—you're going to have a great weekend, and I'm so glad you guys get to be in person again. I am too. It, it's been so hard, you know, like our in-person events is where we recruit our volunteers. The horses do all the work, you know, <laughs> once they see the horses and see the barn and it feels welcoming and it feels safe and the horses do the work so that we just like, all we have to do is get people in the driveway. <laughs> You're going to get them there. You're going to get in there. It's right down 52. <laughs> Thisoldhorse.org. We got to go. Nancy, so great to talk to you. Hi to everyone. Thanks so much for calling. Absolutely. Thank you. And good luck um, at the Saturday morning run for the horses. We'll be right back. Run for the roses. Run for the roses, (laughs) but in the horses. Yeah, right. Thanks, Nancy. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.